It's and it's Extreme Rewinds, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view special. And, of course, ECW on TNN in between. <laughs> Myself, Paul, and I'm Jed, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? That gets longer every week. Do you remember when we, we said we're not going to do the ECW on TNN? You know, Hardcore TV has brought us to the dance. We'll, we'll stay with that. We're not going to do... <laughs> I think that lasted... No time at all. Um, they're just better shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple. Practice in this corner. And um, it, it's kind of one of these things. Because obviously we're throwing out ideas that you think we could do hardcore TV, but then we could go back and do sort of TNN as a separate thing afterwards. But it just sort of makes no sense because... You're kind of recapping the recap almost. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're better off just merging it, even though it might sort of you know, sort of take a little bit longer because we can't always cover two episodes of hardcore TV and all that. I just I think it I think it makes sense. I, I think it does. I think the interesting thing will be, um, uh, you know, looking ahead a week. I think it's it, interestingly that one of the biggest things happens on um, uh, on uh, Hardcore TV rather than ECW on TNN uh, next Ooh. week. So we will, we will see. Could very well be wrong. Happens. Could well be wrong. But what we are looking at this week is ECW on TNN episode 9, which is October the 22nd, 1999, and ECW Hardcore TV... Episode 339, uh, October the 20th, so the night after, which is nice. Two nights yeah. of ECW. So strange it's two. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's down to networks and all that. But it just to me, it just if it is actually how it worked, I'm guessing Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. So, I mean, ECW on TNN was a Friday night thing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Hardcore TV was always on the Saturday, it seems. Yeah, it's just kind of all a bit bizarre, isn't it? You said two sort of nights. Especially, you know, and, and not one we've got at the moment, but we are coming up towards November to remember, which means it will be Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Oh, you need to watch all three, or that'd be a regret that you'll never forget. <sighs> I assume, I, I, I don't smiled know. I don't know this Again, <laughs> just it's such a simple has been with us forever. I know we are regret free going through this journey, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, um, I guess we need to start with ECWT in episode nine on the Friday, uh, October 22nd. Uh, the match kicks off basically, Joe Gunner's in the ring. Introduced Mike Awesome, he comes out, champion, everyone's loving it. Then um, he basically bottles it, runs out the ring and scared before his opponent comes out. Yes. We get uh, Mike Awesome versus New Jack for the ECW World Championship. Of course we do. Why, why wouldn't we be getting Mike Awesome versus New Jack for the championship? What world kind... are you living in that you weren't expecting Mike Awesome versus New Jack for the championship? Well, I know that it happens in the future, but I was surprised it happened um, 
I just was kind of surprised it happened. It, it felt like a very strange thing. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, not against it, but... Well, I feel it, what happens in, I don't know if it's a year's time, but it happens near, um, before the end of um, Mike Awesome's reign again, because I'm sure they do a poll on ECW's website where who do you want to see get a world title shot? I'm sure they vote for New Jack. So I think New Jack and that does happen again. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know because um, this one was very much about, you know, the, the fans made them do it and, you know, they didn't want to do it, but the fans made them do it kind of thing. But, um, yeah, crazy. Crazy stop. I didn't mind it. We've been saying for weeks, Look, just give us some fresh matches. You're not giving us bad matches, but we just want some fresh matches. Yes. That's generally been where we're at. And this, as well as a lot of the others, this is a fresh match. It is. And this is stylistically an awful match. <laughs> it is. But I kind of didn't mind it. I, I kind of liked Mike Awesome still being that rough sort of... <laughs> taking advantage of the piss kind of guy that he is with other people. Because you wouldn't think he'd do it with New Jack. But he's still a bit <laughs> just like throw him around even though you're risking it, kind of. So I don't mind it. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and yeah, I agree. It's, it's um, you know, I, 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 I kind of think that you almost forget that, that Awesome has been involved in a lot of FMW stuff, so is a little bit used to this kind of thing. Um, by you, I mean kind of people, not not particularly Me personally. You. Yeah, you, you have forgotten. No, um, because it's it, it because that's not what we've seen from Mike Awesome up well, until yeah. now. That's the thing. He'll have like spots, but you wouldn't, you know, realize that he probably fought people like Leather Face and all that, and Leather Head and all them. I mean, he sort of has fought sort of few people out there, and yeah, totally. But um, yeah, no, I didn't. Again, good match. Michael Sim won. I don't think anyone's really surprised by that. I don't think anyone's really hugely disappointed by that. No, I um, New Jack got a. Uh, a fair amount of offense. Um, uh, it felt like a far more balanced competition than some of the Michaels and matches we've seen Poor Rhino. Um, so no, I think, I think it all in all, everyone, everyone went away quite happy. It seemed. Yeah. He, he didn't seem like he didn't belong. You know, he, no, he, he, they he played the, 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 the clash of styles quite drastically as you would expect them to. Um, yeah, I, I think it works, personally. Weirdly. I think it worked. And um, I think it's a pretty um, pretty decent way to sort of kick off the show. It was, it was, it was good, again, for, for their flagship show. And that was a really kind of pretty hot angle and decent match to really think, oh, shit, I want to watch the rest of this hour now. Um, we then dived into a second match, which was... Nova versus Chris Candido. 
Um, Tammy Lynn Sitch. Yeah. Face or heel? Um, whatever she wants to do. They are really um, going for the fact that she's had alcohol problems. Um, yeah. And it's quite weird how much they're going for the fact that she's had alcohol problems, has alcohol problems. Um, so, yeah, it becomes very weird to work out quite what they're doing with it. I, I find it... Um... I find it rough because something like you saw with Scott Hall and, and and Hulk, it doesn't necessarily like benefit put him in a situation no. where you're continually highlighting this. You know, arguably in it. So put yeah. him around this sort of situation, you're kind of not really stepping away from it you're very much sort of saying there that, oh you know it was this it was that but then you're sort of pushing it I guess I don't know no I'd agree and and I think it's it's quite a weird you know as we talked about last week it's weird, weird flex is like you know trying to pretend that it's not your hmm. going on in your locker room it's, this was all somewhere else that's the thing and it, it, it's, it's strange and it's rough because it's not leading anywhere that's the strange and the rough bit like we said before last week if this was leading to raven saving her or even you know flipping the switch like a in in future years like a cm punk straight edge society saving her then this um is a perfect build of sort of a cult type person, you know, sort of coming in and be like, I feel your pain. Come with me. You know? Yeah. I, Serena I totally... in, in Straight Edge Society, for instance. Yeah, 100%. 100% you could sort of, they could have done a similar thing. But just, you know, oh yeah, this is just them now. Just felt a little bit like, okay. But, um, I don't know. The match itself, I was excited for. Yep. Fallout again. Match. Again, it's it's one of those kind of you know we've talked about you know the the new matchups. We've talked about you know if you bring Candido back in, we don't want to see him against Lance Storm as much as we want to see him against you know new people. Hundred percent. Give me a program against Nova. Got no issues there. It's a fresh match. Amazing work rate. Um, "Quote unquote veteran, even though he's not actually old, um, with sort of like someone that you're pushing for the future, you know, great. Give him the best out of whatever series. I got, I got no problem with that. I think it's, it's a good combination. But I would say coming out of this match, the segment, it's probably one of the hardest things I've had to write notes on in a long time. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we'll get there in a second. We will we'll get there. Just bless just us. Really... You sold him like a champ." 
just absolutely put me through my paces, just trying to keep up with everything that was going on, regardless of the actual scenes. It was just ridiculous. But um, Did you feel like it kicked your ass? I think it did, yeah. I kicked my ass a little bit. Um, so another check, uh, strong back and forth. Good sort of technical match there. I thought they good, pretty good chemistry. Didn't last ages. Ended up in no contest once Roadkill and Danny Dorin come out and attack Nova. They said they would. And um, here they are, taking out Nova again. Um, Candido then faced or healed as he got in the ring and helped Nova sort of take out Dorin and Roadkill, which led to Lance Storm's music hitting. He sort of walked out, said some bits to Candido very quickly, which then caused Dorin and Roadkill to attack. Um, Tammy and Candido Nova's sort of gone at this point so they didn't get in the ring Miss Congeniality sort of stays around um, they then Dawn Marie and Miss Congeniality then proceed to beat up Tammy and sort of like spank her yeah then, so so um, Dawn Marie yeah. has a paddle yeah. um, and uses this to Spank um, uh, Tammy, Tammy Linsich. Um, And this is um, seen as heinous. Uh, You know, there's there's very few other words for it. This is, this is heinous because, um, you know, this poor girl is being brutalized by the, the, this, this spanking, these, these like three or four, wax with this paddle um and yeah it, it, it's very strange because um it's it's ridiculously safe um it's it's drastically done as you know kind of a a, a titillation fetishism kind of thing rather than uh, you know, a a wrestling beat down. Yet it is sold as if she's she's just been put through a table or something. Um, yeah. You know, uh, poor Francine runs out after being called out for this. The beats that Francine has taken. Um, you know, the, the 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 absolute destruction she's taken, and now she has to sell that she might get spanked with three times with a paddle. Yeah. Not quite the same level as you know, total elimination and and Dudley Death Drop and all the rest of it, is it? And the sketchy pitbull power bombs. Weekly, yeah. Yeah, no, but they they attacked and then um, yeah, so just sort of all sort of came out and that sort of happened. Obviously, Dreamer then got involved. Of uh, course, he did. Yep, so um, and he got incensed when I mean he was fine and he was holding her back and you know it was it was all very calm, um, but he was incensed when it was suggested that because of his back injury he could not please Francine sexually. See, my thing is, I I don't know when that was ever. It wasn't a, applied. That was a relationship. It it wasn't. Ever, it hasn't was it? been. Nope. No. It's it's never has been. It isn't. 
Um, it is it, now. It, it, I mean, it's it's, and you could argue it's that it's you know the 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 the, the reason they were they were upset and annoyed about it is because you know they're casting dispersions on their friendship and whatever else. Um, yeah, it's not kind of how it reads though. Um, no, it was just it was just him upset because they suggested that maybe he wasn't quite as uh, virile as as he would like to believe. So um, he jumps in the ring. They brawl. Just incredible. Obviously, attacks him. That sort of happens. Raven comes out, cleans house. Raven then DDT's Dreamer. Um, so Raven comes out. Yeah. Tease is helping, hits his pose, goes to leave, gets dragged back in by um, uh, Credible, who, uh, you know, gives him a, a mouth, uh, you know, gives him uh, like a, a, a promo or whatever else and starts kind of bad-mouthing him. Um, they kind of do this thing of like, you know, cross the line and he crosses the line and, you know, we'll cross this line and he crosses that line. And, um, you know, so they, the, the, the story here is actually that, you know, They've they've somehow kind of got Raven and Dreamer on the same page and have, have kind of goaded them into being this cohesive unit, um, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, it's Raven. You know, I'm here for it no matter what. But um, I can't say it's the most uh, understood storyline he's ever done. No, not at all. So uh, that does happen. Then obviously, Dreamer gets the mic and he's like, let's finish this right now. And Raven sort of comes back. New Orleans is a special place. It holds a special place in my heart for me. Yep, here we go. Raven sort of walks out, then walks back again. Again, it's like, it's fine. I mean, it's going. Like we said, I, I, I still... I'm loving Raven. I just feel like I want a little bit more from him. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a slow build story. Um, yeah, massively. Which which I understand, and you know it's this whole kind of like you know best of friends, best of enemies style thing, um, <clears throat> which is cool. Except you know we have seen it, um, and it is just that bit of like, well, you know, give me give me a little bit more, please. Um, just a little bit more pace to it. And again, it's it's that, as we've said a thousand times, that they've kind of got a slight lag in regards to, you know, our next pay-per-view comes up in two weeks. So that's what we're building to. So here we go. Yeah, no, massively with that. I think that is where they're at. They don't want to peak too early with this. They obviously want it to go to, like you said, November to remember. And um, all that. So... That's how that ends. We then jump into Rhino versus David Cash. Um, Carino basically comes out. Him and the crew come out before the match. Um, we get highlights of him and Rhino attacking the um, American footballers from last week. Thought Rhino was great in that segment. Very intense. Yep. Both that of them were, to be honest. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, David Cash, obviously, future... Kid. This goes on to have quite a few battles for the TV title in the future. So that's interesting. That's sort of like pre match, 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 match. But, um, 
it's about sort of a year or half a year away from when this becomes like sort of quite a big deal. So crazy, crazy how fast it comes around as well. Um, Rhino wins. Rhino, like he's getting better and better as the weeks go on. He's looking more and more like the beast that we sort of, we know he becomes in ECW. Green on that base. Green on that. Grab the mic and basically say they want hardcore legends and they call out Sabu. Obviously on hardcore TV last week, we were promised that Sabu was going to be on TNN. Here he is. Um, so Sabu defeats Rhino. I didn't really have an issue with this because I felt it was a good match. I felt Rhino was sort of over as a beast. And I felt that Sabu sort of desperately needed to win. Um, uh, so, um, uh, so off air, we were talking about um, other wrestling. And we were talking about people who maybe um, lose matches but still um, keep themselves strong at the cost of their opposition so no one really kind of gets the rub from beating them. Um, yeah. What I will say on this is, is you know, they did a very, very good job um, getting Rhino over in his... Uh, in his loss, so you know there was there was the story about you know how Sabu had to basically hit his finishers three times to try and get him out, and you know how how a lesser person who wasn't kind of you know so bent on their own destruction would have um, not been able to 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 defeat Rhino because Sabu had to basically just kind of you know go nuts on it and things like that. Um, and and I, I think Sabu winning him makes sense because you know it's his first appearance on um on this show. It's his first appearance on uh, on on um ECW on TNN and you know you've just bigged him up and you've talked about how he's he's too extreme for TV and blah 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 and so it does. It makes sense that you know he he, he makes a he gets a victory on his first outing. Um yeah. I just don't know if I would. Um, I, why not have Sabu beat someone like David Cash, for instance, um, in 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 the the in his first match? Then you can have next week him versus Rhino. He can have just as tough a match. And then he can put Rhino over because, you know, on the long run of things, I don't think um, Sabu needs the win as much as it would have benefited Rhino to have the win. Um, but, you know, it was it was a, a very good match. Rhino got a, a lot out of it, I think. Um, yeah. I just I just think you could have kind of, you know, possibly done a bit more. No, agreed. Yeah, no, agreed. It was it was weird. Obviously it's a hot shot angle at the end of the show to get the pop and all that. I found it weird that they sort of did call out you know Sabu for that because he was promised a match and basically he wouldn't have got one otherwise. So he always felt like he would have been in the beginning or how very um, coincidental. 
But, um, yeah, no, so it ended the show with that, and it was announced um, Taz versus Sabu for next week. Which is which is great, because that's the first time Taz's name has actually been mentioned since uh, since his loss. Yeah, which, which again, is, is so strange. I understand um, people being upset, frustrated, and all that. But if he's there, why would you not utilise him as much as you can? Yeah, especially again, if the answer is you are trying to get people over. Well, exactly. You know, you can you can do that at Taz's expense if you wish. Um, because yeah, you know what you're protecting him for. Well, yeah, I mean, you haven't got to make him, you know, look awful and ruin the whole legacy, but everyone else. Shane Douglas was there putting over just incredible and that till the end. Dudley boys was sort of obviously teasing walking off of the titles, but putting over people to sort of the ends. It was, it was sort of a thing. Yeah. You know, even. And, and I mean, you know, we, we know he does. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think he would have massively had an issue with it. I, I just. For some, I just no, know. there's 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 no there's no evidence to suggest you would have done. You know, there's yeah, not I, one. I, I just think that for some reason they just decided to um, keep him off. I didn't. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe they just didn't know when, or maybe it's to do with an agreement with the Fed because they definitely start using a lot more WWE footage, especially with the sunny stuff. Yeah. So it, it could be whole hey. Don't bury him. Because um, I can't remember when the um, the beeping bit sort of started. Between the matches, they used to have yeah. the um, the mood stuff, didn't they? I don't know when that all sort of kicked in. But, you know, they're definitely the using them. Yeah, they're definitely using, um, you know, sort of, um, like I said, WWE footage all the study stuff so there must be some sort of relationship at the moment yeah absolutely um but yeah. um yeah so that happens we then jump to hardcore tv episode 339 the 23rd of october 1999 show kicks off with an rvd promo uh we've discussed it multiple times like it, it's rvd at the moment it's kind of crazy what they're doing with him because they've sort of gone from every show as an RVD match to sort of sporadically putting, I don't want to say like irrelevant RVD matches, but it's sort of matches you wouldn't expect. I mean, RVD versus Spike is fun, but it's not really... This guy's like, he was white hot. Like, he white, white hot. He was, you know, TV title you could argue bigger than the heavyweight title. Yeah, I think that's a fair a, a, a fair argument as well. And um, it's just so questionable what they're sort of sort of doing. Yeah, they they, they seem a little bit uh, lost in in you know how they're they're trying to build. Yeah, even his promos is great. He basically just he wants to know who's the unlucky bastard who's going to face him next. You know, I thought it was a great yeah. line. Um, RVD mentions um, beating up Sabu. Fozzie sticks up for Sabu. 
Uh, Sabu runs RVD calls him out on sticking up for Sabu. Yeah, RVD. Um, Sabu then runs into the locker room, tries to get to RVD. Now, and, um, on that bit there, are we meant to assume that Sabu is somewhere listening and can hear RVD making disparaging comments about him? Or are we meant to assume that's a coincidence and he continues just to burst in the locker room and do weird stuff like that? Or what was your takeaway from it? See, I thought it was supposed to be uh, he was watching the promo type deal. As if he's watching it somewhere rather than standing in the corner of the room. As if it was like live on TV and he was watching it on a monitor out of the back then charged to get to him. But again, I don't know why these three aren't together. There's been no reason not to be. Yeah. It's, it's so... It's so strange. Because again, like Sabu was sort of feuding with the Impact players. RVD was sort of sticking in and helping to do his bit to get them because they sort of took... Oh, it just... Um, I know they've always had this sort of love-hate relationship and it's sort of been like, buy and better than him, just admit it, kind of thing. So it's not it's not awful, but sometimes it sort of goes from like sort of one answership, Sabu, sort of crazy RVD, like, oh, I'm better than him, to are they actually really kind of feuding... Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of up and down with it, isn't it? In the sense of it's a friendly rivalry until the point where it's not a friendly rivalry and they kind of heat it back up again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just I I didn't quite get whether this is meant to be Sabu who's who's annoyed about this. In that case, you know, why has he not been annoyed about it going on for however many years? Yeah. Um, or or you know, is that just Sabu being crazy and he always enters the locker room like that and? You know, that's just that's just him being, you know, the most homicidal, genocidal, suicidal lunatic there is. Um, it was just, yeah, a bit of a weird, weird thing. I thought. Agreed, and it's leading up. To obviously, I'm assuming RVD Sabu match will be coming up at some point. Um, well, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that now. So they they are plugging. Um, the Saturday show in Philadelphia. Um, and, and this is where we've got um, uh, Sabu versus RVD. We've got um, the Impact players versus Dreamer and Raven. Um, this is their, their super show that we're building. Uh, and it will be on um, October the 23rd, uh, which is yeah. you know, when we're watching Hardcore TV. Um, and... Um, it is a, a special show for a couple of reasons. Um, one of them we will see in uh, a lot of recaps next week, um, which gives the, the show its, its name, uh, its title. Um, but one of the other reasons that isn't publicised at the time, obviously, um, is it's uh, Miss Congeniality's last show. She is off to the Fed. Uh, so that's not until February, apparently, that she makes her debut. But she is, uh, yeah, she's off. She's she's going to go and um, 
uh, she's she's gone through. She's she's done the the, the Funkin' Dojo. Um, they've they've been sending the footage to the WWE. Um, as the story goes, and uh, yes, she she is about to um, go and join the Fed and and get ready and to that, that Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. Um. You got a match up next: Hardcore where uh, chair swinging freaks versus old Bill Wild and C W Anderson. Um, I didn't mind this match. Again, I thought it was pretty decent. It was a fresh match. Um, you, you know what you get from chair swinging freaks. I mean, they're sort of back. It makes sense that they picked up a win here. Um, C W Anderson and that obviously will get their time. Shortly, but at the moment they're very much just sort of a, a new blood sort of tag team. I mean, like we said, like ECW very much had what only could be compared to sort of like a new Japan kind of where the guys would come in with almost like generic gimmicks and just wrestle in sort of simple tights until like a gimmick sort of hits them. And then suddenly they'll come back completely repackaged like they're brand new. I think that's what's going on with these two at the moment. They know they're a solid. They're just finding a good fit for them. Uh, the Baldies come out during the match to watch the match. After the match, they introduce themselves. And Axel says there's nothing sounds better than a chair hitting a bald head. Which I thought was a great line. I thought it was a great line as well. And I tried to think of um, a few bald people they might have hit. Mm. And um, Pitbull. Fonzie? Yeah, and Rod Price, um, Bruce Brothers, Bruce Brothers. You know, do they have hair? They they did at the beginning. I'm sure they've they've come back and had a true and potentially Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm not sure he's been hit with what, but they're the ones I could really sort of think of. But yeah, it's um, a good list. It's a good it's a good list of people being hit by jazz. Old people being hit by chess. Uh, yeah, so they won the match, and that's fair. It's good that they won. Have no problem there. We've got recap of the out of control segment from TNN, the one with Raven coming out with Dreamer at the end, and Impact players, Danny Dorian, Candido, and over all that that we discussed a minute ago. See all that. Then we had main event, which is the Impact players, Lance Dorman, Just Incredible versus Danny Dorian and Roadkill, the dream match that we never knew we needed. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, they are pissed off that they got done over by the Impact players when they thought they were all on the same side. Yeah. So now they are out for justice in a game we like to call Face or Heal. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, yeah, weird. Don't, again, don't really have an issue. Pretty decent kind of fresh match so it was good to sort of see them all against each other but um, yeah slightly confusing I guess I mean basically it's anyone who's against the impact players are the heels are the faces I think Um, and I think there is an understanding you sense that there is an understanding that um, the crowd are enjoying um roadkill especially um 
uh, and and you know are starting to get into kind of the the weirdness that is uh, the Amish roadkill. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of combination that they've got running. Um, and yeah, we, we we wait to see how it kind of uh, moves forward. Yeah, no, uh, agreed. It works. I mean, obviously, impact players. You know, we're right to pick up the win here. They're a stronger team. They're going on to Raven and um, Tommy Dreamer, or at least you'd imagine so. So it works. Now it's the two episodes. What did you think of this week's? Um, I really enjoyed it. It was. It felt like things were moving on, which has been kind of our big frustration on a lot of the matches we've had recently. Yeah. Um, it felt like um, there were some matches. There were some fresh matches at that. Um, so, yeah, overall, it felt like a good um, a good show to me. Agreed. I felt coming out of it, obviously, you could do, obviously, ignoring the big ones, um, Candido could technically go back and fight Nova again. He does. As they, as they never got to like finish that. Candido could technically justify a match with Dorin or Roadkill in a singles match yep. because of everything that happened. So it kind of like gives him a couple more avenues. Um, Raven and that, obviously then Impact players, Danny Dorin, they're involved a bit more of everything now. So that sort of all works. So it does open up some bits and Mike Awesome obviously beating the crap out of New Jack. So Yeah, I mean the, the, the person still a little bit of a lost is um RVD in the sense of, you know, he he kind of, you know, says himself, you know, I've beaten everyone. Yeah. Um who's left. Um, that's the thing though, but he, he just so hasn't. No. No, oh, he's beaten everyone crazy. he's been put up in front of. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. He's beaten everyone that he's um, faced, but it's still like, again, the just incredible feud never happened. You know, an yep. RVD Candido match could be crazy entertaining. Um, obviously, if, you, if, if Nova could get himself to a place, that wouldn't be too bad. Masato Tanaka versus an RVD would be fascinating. So there's there's still like enough matches to be done some absolute sort of dream matches. Even you know Carino could have got involved at some point because um, not through like wins and losses, but just big enough character you could justify it. You know, I feel like Carino and that have massively suffered from, um, well, especially Tasley even. Yes. It's impacted them more than I think anything else. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're this weird kind of hill faction that aren't really facing anyone. And they're, they're almost kind of like this loose knit group because Tajiri is sort of a member. Yeah. Except but again, when he's not. Like I said, it all sort of feels like the whole Taz thing is sort of flattened sort of them. Yeah, just a bit, sort of, because that was their feud, wasn't it? So it was the, the Carino stable, all of them together against Taz, and now it's sort of, they're left with not a lot. Um, the moment everyone's been waiting for, Jay, what is your match of the week? Um, 
so I have a soft spot for matches that are far better than they probably should be. Yeah. Um, and and this is a I, I think this is a week full of them, to be honest. Um, I think that there's a load that you could kind of make the argument for um, uh, that, you know, you, you didn't know you wanted and shouldn't have been any good, but, but were. And one of those is um, uh, Awesome and New Jack, which was, which was, you know, a fun match for what it was. Um, but I'm going to go with um, uh, Doring and Roadkill versus the Impact Players. Um you know, it was a, a, a very, very simple feud that was built up. It was built up practically overnight. Um, you know, they're on the same page. Oh, they've been betrayed. Um, and, you know, the, the, the match was good. The finish was uh, pretty good. Um, so, yeah, Doring and Roadkill versus Impact Players. I think that's a great choice. Um if you've got another choice of a match you probably preferred this week, let us know. You can do at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. We're always happy to talk extreme. Continue to keep tagging us in those ECW sort of pictures and bits of memories. doesn't have to be 99. could be any year because obviously, spoilers, we know what happens. And um, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, just keep it going. Ask questions. And, um, yeah, good stuff. We'll be back next week for more. Extreme rewinds. Um, I think it's, it's just one it's thing left. It's going to be say, an interesting it? week next week. It really is. Um, some big stuff going on next week, so that'd be cool to see. Uh, but that is next week. And as for this week, uh, just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>